At Online MedEd, the videos are free. You can learn what you need to learn. But to get the most out of the course, access the premium content. Sign up now to get access. Third trimester bleeding is actually mostly normal and benign, or something you can take care of once the pregnancy is over. But we're going to talk about four diseases that are commonly tested against one another because there are four of them. These diseases are dangerous, could cause fetal loss, or mom to die. So what I want to do in this lesson is start off with what's normal, figure out how you're going to make the decision to emergently or urgently operate, and then give you an advanced organizer that will help you remember the disease names and presentations so you can get the questions right. Let's talk about normal first. So most of the time, third trimester bleeding is going to be self-limiting, much like a Mallory Weiss tear, and is no big deal. It's going to be caused by cervical lesions like polyps or cervicitis. And with the exception of cervicitis, you don't really need to do anything about it. But if mom's got an STI, you really want to fix that before baby gets infected. When the cervix dilates, it can bleed itself. Also, fairly normal. And lastly, in the third trimester, she might have what's called a bloody show. And a bloody show is just rupture of membranes. When her membranes rupture, it could be clear, could be meconium stained, or it could be blood tinged. That blood tinge is extremely scary, especially for a first-time mom. There's a lot of it, and it could be blood. So when you see somebody who's having third trimester bleeding, you must attend to it, even though most of the time it's not dangerous. You attend to it by investigating both mom and baby. You look at mom's vital signs, her hemoglobin, and if she is beginning to continuously bleed and you don't know what's going on, consider DIC, we're going to get platelets and coags. That doesn't need to be done every time because you're going to also use the physical, the speculum exam and bimanual to see if you can find the source of bleeding. You escalate the severity or the acuity of your actions based on the severity of mom. But you might also do that by assessing baby. Baby, you're going to use the NST or the contraction stress test, depending whether mom's having contractions or not, to check for fetal heart rate. As we talked about in antenatal testing, you're looking for variability, that's moderate, accelerations, and the absence of bradycardia and the absence of late decelerations. Use that to assess fetal distress. The diagnosis, not surprisingly, will be made with an ultrasound most of the time, and the decision to go to surgery, how urgent or emergent it is, will be based on the fetal heart rate. And ultimately, you're going to have to decide, can you use reassurance, allow the pregnancy to continue, 
or do you need to induce labor to deliver, or do they need a C-section, or is it super emergent and you need a crash section? Again, I say this a lot in this course. I'm going to say it again anyway. The decision to go to surgery and how fast you get there is dependent on the stability of mom and baby, not on the diagnosis. But to keep it foundational, I'm going to link surgery or induction or crash section with a diagnosis. For the advanced organizer, what I want you to see is this. Third trimester bleeding can either be painful or painless. Painless is going to come from the placenta. And it is going to be baby's blood. It's painless because it comes from baby's blood. Mom doesn't feel baby. Feels from kicking, but anything that tears from baby, mom doesn't notice. So baby's blood coming from the placenta is always going to be a disease that has the word previa in it. Painful third trimester bleeding is going to come from mom. It's going to come from the uterus. Because her uterus is tearing, mom is going to lose blood and she is going to feel it. It comes from the uterus. And unfortunately, there's not a nice correlation of P placenta to P previa in mom's category. You just have to remember that it's not the previa diseases. This is going to go a long way in helping you narrow down what the diagnosis is. Painless or painful bleeding is very useful when trying to decide between these four diseases. Let's get into those four diseases one at a time, starting with baby. The first one we're going to talk about is placenta previa. Let's do a drawing first to explain what, going, what is going on. This is a uterus, and it is not near delivery, so the os is closed. This is the sac, the amnion, the zygote, and the feed is growing. Placenta previa means the placenta has grown across the os. The reason why a placenta might do this is because mom's oil well has dried up. The placenta's job is to go search for nutrients, much like an oil drill searches for oil. And the first time that drill strikes, there's a lot of oil. But as more attempts to drain the oil from the land occur, you have to go way out farther or way deeper in order to find that oil. This is what's happening with placenta previa. The placenta has to go out wide in order to find sufficient nutrients. That's okay, except when the cervix begins to dilate, the placenta is attached at the spot that's dilating, and as the os gets bigger, the placenta gets torn, and blood comes out. So one, the placenta is still tapping the side, losing some of mom's blood, but more importantly, there is no connection to baby in the placenta, and baby is being drained of its blood. 
This happens when mom's oil well is dried up. This happens in a multi-gravid woman and in multiple gestations because the placentas have to fight with each other for territory. The pathology here is that the, the placenta implants across the os. When the cervix dilates, it tears, and baby's blood comes out. The patient is going to present, mom, with a painless bleeding. Painless bleeding because it is the placenta and it is baby's blood and it has the word previa in it. In the third trimester, usually, usually when contractions begin and the cervix begins to dilate. You're going to use your diagnostic tools. First, the ultrasound. Then the stress test, either a non or a contraction, but since the cervical os is dilating, it's probably going to be contraction. What you're going to see is a transverse lie on the ultrasound. Baby wasn't able to engage the head because the placenta was in the way, and there will be fetal distress. Painless bleeding, transverse lie, fetal distress, placenta previa, the treatment is to go to C-section. This is urgent, but not emergent. So no crash. And to get down into the details, there's actually nomenclature for how much of the placenta is across the os. Now, I'm going to make the cervical os really wide so we can actually get a comparison of these three named problems because it has to do with how far across the os the placenta gets. If there's just a little bit, not even halfway, it is called marginal. Usually not much of a problem. If instead it makes it to midline, this is partial, and if it spans the entirety of the os, this is complete. The nomenclature is not so important for your test. If you understand the concept of placenta previa, vasa previa becomes very simple. Let's draw the picture. In vasa previa, the same pathogenesis happens. There's, except there's the placenta on the right side accessory lobe on the wrong side. And there's a connection between the two with blood vessels running through it. And when the cervical os dilates, the connection between the two tears and the same pathogenesis happens. Baby loses its blood supply and the accessory lobe continues to drain mom's blood. This is one way in which you can get blood vessels that run to the edge of the placenta. We learned in placenta accreta that you always evaluate the placenta because the blood vessels do not run to the edge. But if two accessory lobes are connected by blood vessels and there is a tear, what you're going to get 
are blood vessels that look like they go to the edge because they were connected previously. The problem with vasa previa is that unlike placenta accreta, where the placenta has been birthed, you can't look at the placenta in vasa previa. You just know there's bleeding. Because in vasa previa, it hasn't been birthed yet. So vasa previa, previa, so that is going to be placental, an accessory lobe plants across the os, the blood vessels tear when the cervix dilates. Because it is previa and it is the placenta, mom does not notice. It is baby's blood. And the patient will present with a painless bleeding. The diagnosis, not surprisingly, will be made first with the ultrasound. But this is unlikely to show you anything because it is the blood vessels and not the placenta itself. And so your decision on how soon to go to surgery will be based on your stress test, which is likely to show fetal distress. And seeing fetal distress, you then move to urgent C-section. The idea is mom is in labor, the cervix is dilating, but she's far from delivery, so you'll need to get baby out. And now I'm going to make a really big, thick line between the diseases on the left side of the board and the diseases on the right. Because we just talked about previous diseases, baby's blood, and pain less. Now we're going to transition into talking about mom's blood and painful. We're going to start with uterine rupture. I'll explain why in just a minute. In uterine rupture, mom has a uterus that has previously been scarred. She's had a C-section, and now she's going for vaginal birth. She's attempting vaginal birth after a cesarean. The force of contraction, trying to push baby out, this is baby, is like this, pushing, pushing baby down and out. But because there's a scar, and the scar is the weakest part of the uterus, what can happen instead is that force of contraction can literally rip the uterus apart. Baby is going to take the path of least resistance which is now into the peritoneum as opposed to out the vagina. If you're lucky, you can have a membrane that contains baby in the uterus and does not get birth to the peritoneum, but this is just as bad. Uterine rupture happens because you're attempting Vaginal birth after cesarean. It's technically not VBAC because VBAC is the successful term, but you're trying to do it. And there's a C-section scar on the uterus. It can also happen when you're powering up, when you're augmenting the power of the contractions in a vaginal delivery with oxytocin. The uterus tears and baby is birthed into the peritoneum. That's bad. No error. And this has to happen with contractions. And so mom will already be experiencing pain. 
but it is a painful third trimester bleed, and that pain is significantly increased when it happens. It is not the pain of contractions, but the pain of it tearing. But more important than the fact it's painful is the fact that there is loss of fetal station. As baby is birthed into the peritoneum, you can no longer tell where baby is. It is loss of fetal station. It's what you're looking for in the vignette. That tells you, you take no diagnostic step. You go straight to treatment. And that treatment is a crash section. You have seconds to get baby out. Uterine rupture, look for vaginal birth, after cesarean, loss of fetal station, crash section. Lastly, we'll conclude with placental abruption. And I put this one last because it has the word placenta, unfortunately, in it, which if you're not careful with the advanced organizer, you will put it as painless bleeding. Remember, previa, not placenta, indicates baby's blood painless. Placental abruption is going to be literally where the placenta tears off the endometrial lining. This is what happens normally. Then some insult, which has to be fairly large, is going to cause the placenta to rip off the endometrium. Now, usually it stays intact somewhere, but it loses its connection, and all of that oil drilling the placenta did now allows mom's blood to come out. So mom is going to notice. A particularly dangerous form is one that you can't see. In this case, the placenta tears off, but is able to contain the bleeding. It's supposed to be connected like normal, but unfortunately, it hides the fact that there's bleeding because it contains it in a pocket. When the placenta rips off and mom's blood comes out, that is called complete. When mom's blood is hidden by the placenta, that is called concealed. What you're looking for is some tremendous force that blows the placenta off. That's going to come in the way of severe hypertension or cocaine use, which effectively is the hypertension, or a deceleration injury from an MVA. The shear force just rips the placenta off. It is not a previa disease, so mom will notice. It's mom's blood. The patient is going to present with painful bleeding. The diagnosis is going to be made with an ultrasound and then a contraction or non-stress test. But this is the one where mom can lose a lot of blood very quickly. So in addition to assessing baby, which could be an indication to take her to surgery, you also want to pay attention to mom. So you want to look at her vital signs, her hemoglobin, and her mentation. Altered mental status, drop in her blood pressure, or a drop in the hemoglobin is a sign that mom needs to be fixed right away. The answer, you probably guessed, is C-section. All right, so in this lesson, we talked about a lot. 
First, we wanted to say that the normal things that happen in the third trimester that cause bleeding don't cause that much trouble. But if you see bleeding, you have to do an evaluation of both mom and baby. And how well they're doing will decide whether you can wait or how quickly you go to surgery. The advanced organizer I want you to use is that painful third trimester bleeding is because it's mom's body that's getting messed up, so it hurts. These are the non-previa diseases. Baby can't tell you it's hurting. And it's when the placenta tears that baby gets in trouble. These are the previa diseases. Placenta previa, vasa previa, painless bleeding because it's something about baby that's tearing. You're going to go to urgent section because of fetal distress. The difference between them is the ultrasound shows a transverse lie in placenta previa. If you begin with previa, sometimes you lose it, but at the time of third trimester bleeding, you should be able to obviously spot it. Uterine rupture is VBAC. C-section, loss of station, crash section. Placental abruption, hypertension, cocaine, MBA, bleeding to go to section. That is third trimester bleeding. Become a better doctor. Subscribe now to get access to our premium content.